Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lid Podcast. It's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, hump day. And it's the 3rd of May. Thank you. Um, just a quick note, Hunter Biden was asked to, uh, he appeared in court in Arkansas on Monday, uh, was uh, directed by the court to appear on the 12th and to be ready to go. How interesting would it be that something that was entirely his doing, his desire to uh, reduce the child support, could ultimately be his undoing? Wouldn't that be just uh, the funniest thing ever? You know, it really bothers me. Now, as a grandfather, I'll be honest that, You know, I have a grandson that lives in Overland Park. I don't see him very much. I don't see my daughters that live up there very much. And a grandson and a granddaughter that live in St. Louis. And I don't see them very much. There's not really a reason why I could... I could rationalize it, but that's all it would be. And so I'm not going to. My granddaughter that lives here in Paola, I see her every Sunday and other times. Now, I'm not norm- the normally the one that reaches out to people in general. You have no idea how hard it is for me to do this podcast or the other podcast, although I feel much more comfortable actually on the other one than this one. And the reason it's difficult is because, you know, and it shouldn't be, because the reason I don't go out and talk to people and engage in conversations is because I feel like people really don't want to talk to me. Mostly it's because I struggle with knowing when to stop because I start seeing that, like the injustice of what's going on with with uh, Hunter's grandchild or Hunter's daughter and the president, as he says that all of America's children are our children, but yet he refuses to acknowledge his own grandchild. No stocking at the mantle in the White House. Asked how many grandkids he has. Has six, not seven, which is what he actually has. I would never deny children that are mine. And certainly their children. And so that really bothers me. But it'd be interesting that with an investigation that's been going on for uh, coming up on four or five years now regarding Hunter and his tax issues as well as his gun issues and the fact that the president has been influenced by foreign people more than likely. Not that foreign people as individuals are bad, but when they are 
you know, when you're the president of the United States and you have direct influence over policy and your, your policy accommodates these foreign actors, to me, that's, that's a problem. But nobody's, nobody, uh, you know, it would be interesting to, to see a family court do what federal prosecutors and Department of Justice, which doesn't want to investigate it, which doesn't want to prosecute it, can bring down the uh, Biden crime syndicate. That would be hilarious. Kind of like Al Capone being brought down by the IRS for tax evasion, which, interestingly enough, Hunter is is potentially on the hook for. I know I've mentioned previously, and I will continue to mention as long as he says things that I like, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, very little chance of being the presidential nominee this year, at least, or 2024. You never know what's going to happen. You know, the Republicans in 2020 were saying that Biden was too old. And Republicans have been pounding the drum ever since that Biden's too old, Biden's too old, Biden's too old. President Trump will be right up there with Biden if he were to run and win. Well, he is running, but if he were to actually win the presidency, he would perhaps be the oldest president. Now, is he being reelected? Yes and no, of course. But not being reelected as the incumbent... One is, is there's only one other time that's happened, but I think also that that put him in an interesting category. And Republicans have to ask themselves if they want to do that, especially somebody who has shown that they're going to run Democrat-like ads. CNN, who detests Donald Trump but desperate for ratings, are going to have a town hall, and perhaps Donald Trump is going to roll over a new leaf. Wouldn't it be interesting if he decided to be a Democrat? and run against Biden and espouse all the Democrat things. I mean, they couldn't trust him because, I mean, even though, yeah, he actually did follow through as far as the judges go, and he did cut a lot of regulation. He didn't cut nearly enough. And so here we are back to my guy, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, sorry. And he mentioned something that's very interesting. You know, the LGBTQ whatever thing is is an ideology, but it's an ideology based on a theology. And Vivek pointed out a very uh, stark contradiction. The you know, before being trans was popular or socially um, popular, especially amongst younger people. You know, the fight for gay marriage and such was very strong. And, and their argument 
was that sex is hardwired from birth and that you can't help whom you love. You know, you're born gay. Now, I don't agree with that necessarily, but that's not the argument I want to make. If you're an adult and you, you choose to do whatever you like, more power to you. Well, except for when it comes to marriage, and I think that marriage being a religious right um, has no business in the state, but that's another issue. But we were told that this is hardwired. Justice Kennedy, remember him, King Kennedy? Um, who wrote the decision that overthrew the Defense of Marriage Act. And in that decision, he said that the court has no business defining marriage for the states, that it's a state issue. And he was correct. That's a state issue. But then two years later in Oberfeld, he said, all that stuff that I said before, that's BS. I didn't really mean it then. I just had to, you know, throw some bones out there. So, hardwired. Can't be altered. Enter the trans cult. By saying that, by the way, no doubt some might say that I'm disparaging all transgenders. I'm not disparaging any transgenders, individuals. I'm trans, I'm, I'm something to say about the activists who sit there and want to force me to say that a man is a woman. Or... To, I mean, for now, they make it palatable, not to me, really, but that's all right. They say, okay, a man that is misgendered is a trans woman or whatever other thing that they might be. And a woman that thinks that their man is a trans man. But make no mistake, if those terms were to ever become... Well, they are commonplace, but if they were ever to get where where um, everyone acknowledges that a man that feels like they are a woman, and that's all it is, is a question of feelings. You know, once, once they get us to acknowledge, okay, trans woman, then they're going to drop the trans. There was a, an app, her which is an app for lesbians. You know, it's kind of a, a dating app for lesbians. Many lesbians are being dropped from that app. Why? Because they refuse to go out with trans women or men who think they are women. But so today... Remember, sex is hardwired from the moment you were born, or before. You know, they can't say before because of their position on abortion. Now they're saying that sex is fluid. 
So which is it? There are many people who say that transgendered individuals are really just homophobic. I'm not saying that, but I can understand the logic of it. I don't mean to be hurtful on this subject, but you can't have it both ways. If sex is hardwired from birth, I mean, we could have a whole theological discussion from my point of view, um, but I'm not going to do that here now because there's a couple other items I wanted to discuss. But that is a direct contradiction. And it's a cult where they have to indoctrinate as young as possible. Move on, shall we? That's kind of depressing. Supreme Court case coming up. You know, we always have big ones coming up, and it'll be interesting to see what this season turns. But here's another another one to watch. Let me get the name of the court case for you. The case is Loper Bright Enterprises versus Raimondo, which is a dispute between a New Jersey fishing company and the Commerce Department over whether federal regulations force them to pay money to third-party contractors to monitor activities on board the fishing boats. Now, what is square at hand with this case is the Chevron Doctrine. For those who are not familiar with Supreme Court cases, etc., the Chevron Doctrine was based on, I think it was 1986, I'm not going to go look up the year, uh, Chevron case where where the court ruled that where there's ambiguity in the statute, meaning what Congress passed, and that's a whole nother issue, that great deference should be, the court should give deference to the bureaucracy assigned, you know, that presides over the regulation. meaning that the bureaucracy is a de facto lawmaking body, which they are not, or should not be. I should clarify that. They should not be. Congress has delegated its authority for nearly a century to the bureaucracy to make law. And that needs to end. And this case, depending on how it's ruled, if the court finds in favor of the plaintiff that the uh, Commerce Department overstepped its bounds, 
which actually I think is probably likely. How far will they go? Will they make it so that every regulation uh, needs to be reviewed for scrutiny and that people can sue to tear down the state? Or will it's or will it just narrowly apply the law? I know that if it's up to Justice Roberts, he would just narrowly apply the law, especially in this time of day. Although, perhaps, perhaps Justice Roberts is going to get a spine because of all the attacks on the court. Senator Corrin of Texas, not a huge fan of him. He's a deep state Republican. But he has its moments, and yesterday was one of them. He played a clip in the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee because the, the senators, Democrats, want to put ethical, want to regulate ethically the Supreme Court like they have any business doing that. I mean, he asked a real good question. He says, what would the Senate Majority Leader think if the Supreme Court decided that they were going to weigh in on the ethical rules of the Senate or the House? Each body makes its own rules. Now, the problem with that is, of course, is these bodies all have too much power. And because of that, there probably needs to be some regulation. But I don't trust Chucky Schumer, who called for violence against the Supreme Court justices in 2020. Yes, he did. Felony, by the way. Not charged. By Trump's Justice Department. Not judged by charged by him. Could have been. Should have been. Somebody in that position, where they are essentially the, you know, they are in line behind the Speaker of the House. Actually, it's the Senate pro tem, the oldest uh, senator, or the old longest serving senator of the majority party. Has no business calling for violence, and Schumer should have been made an example of by the Department of Justice under Trump, and he didn't. I would love to see the crash of the deep state. Not to disparage the, the millions, probably millions, of federal employees the vast majority of them are are going about doing their job. But I also know that a lot of them are going about looking like they are doing their jobs. You know, seen in Blazing Saddles where the territorial governor and his board were meeting. And he says, gentlemen, gentlemen, we've got to justify our phony baloney jobs. You know, Twitter was able to cut out three-fourths of their workforce. 
I have no doubt that probably the federal government could do the same. Not in all areas, you know, certainly not in law enforcement, although law enforcement definitely needs to be reviewed. But we need to get rid of laws. We need to get rid of, you know, the administrative state is self-perpetuating. It adds more laws and needs more enforcement. Adds more laws, needs more enforcement. So it has grown and grown and grown so that, I mean, it was so bad at the very beginning. By the end of the 30s, 1930s, even Democrats, which had run everything during the Great Depression, after you know the election of 32, even Democrats realized the administrative state was out of control, and that was then. let alone what it has become. A monstrosity. Leviathan. There was a judge, or I'm sorry, not a judge, the mayor of a city in in New Jersey, Prospect Park. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I don't want to mispronounce it. He's a Muslim. He's been a mayor of the city for 17 years. Before that, he was a first responder. He was uninvited to the Eid celebration for the end of Ramadan at the White House. As we speak, there go the tornado sirens. It's the first Wednesday of the month. In case you hear that in the background, doing the test. Now, we don't know why... He was screened out to not allow, not allowed to go to the White House. But just as a reminder, oh, I forgot. You know this hearing, and and uh, you know I was going somewhere with it, but this goes right along with it. You know, Senator Corrin played a tip, a, a, a clip of Clarence Thomas, who was being nominated to the Supreme Court by George H. W. Bush. And his comments to Senator Joe Biden, who was the chairman of the committee, who was running what Clarence Thomas referred to as a high-tech lynching. And here we are again, you know, um, 50, well, I'm sorry, not 50, 30, 30 years later, Democrats are still racist and they're still doing the same thing. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to impugn this justice. Why? Because he's black and he's not one of them. Individuals don't matter to Democrats. You know, they they try to talk about individuals, but they can't stand individuals. They can't stand individual rights. They hate them. Now, they speak of individual rights, and they talk about your right to be transgendered, and they talk about your right to not be misgendered, but they don't point out the fact that that right 
or your right to health care, your right to an abortion, your right to fill in the blank. Education. Those aren't rights. Those are privileges. Do you have a right to access to health care based on your ability to afford it? Yes. Do you have a right to to enslave a doctor to give you health care? No. Do you have a right for me to not physically hurt you? Yeah. Do you have a right to force me to agree with every single thing that you try to put out there to the world? No. Do I force people to agree with everything I say? No. Now, I'll be... I'm think I'm right about a lot of it. But I also know that all I can do is say it. I can't make you listen. And I can't make you agree. And I wouldn't even try to. I wouldn't want to. I'd like you to agree. And I'd like to have a discussion about it. If you don't agree, tell me you don't agree. And explain why. And I'll explain why I think you're wrong. I was going to say why you're wrong, but I would say I will explain why I think you're wrong. My life matters. Does yours? It's the Snake River Lib.